Hey, guys, we're back. welcome back. Another rendition of Fast You Live coming at you. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the New Year's resolution special, and uh, we're going to be swapping some stories here about what was best in our year, maybe what was the worst, and uh, maybe set some goals. Who knows, Pete? What uh, what what are what are some of your fishing resolutions for 2022? We start with Pete. Me. Yeah, well, let's get right into it. All right, Pete, you got like five oh. minutes tops. All right. Five minutes tops. All right. I'm coming out of the gate with it, man. I'm doubling down. Great. I'm tired Good of hearing stuff. about Chad Shads and glide baits and drop shots. I'm throwing, I'm power flipping and throwing a Senko. I'm, I'm going to learn how to get even better at it. That's so good. that is my resolution. I'm, I'm, I'm going into my wheelhouse. I'm tired of, you know, Stockle busting my chops. I busted your chops. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm like, come on, bring it. Just so, bring so it. You, gonna, your resolution is take, to. I'm going to try to take yes. the way that I fish from here to here and not evolve and, and move it forward. I'm doubling down, <laughs> boys. That's what I'm doing in 2020. Yes. I like it. It's the non evolution of man. You're still walking with your back kind of hunched over <laughs> knuckles there, there, dragging yep. around your back we're, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to win even more money there year. you go hey yeah. it'll That's... pay it'll pay for my hunched back <laughs> <laughs> i like That's it something we can all get behind That's we're, we're getting to the classic that's what i'm doing my my goal my end game is to get to the classic and i gotta get to the w and i know that when i'm flipping when i got the flipping stick in my hand i got my best shot at, at getting that elusive trophy so uh you're right um you know that's what i'm doing man i'm i'm just gonna i'm gonna flip that's right i'm gonna flip this year good so no need to give you that uh glide baits that, that perfect because <laughs> i've got, got i used still want them. my glide baits. yeah i don't know i don't know i do i don't i i you need to stay focused pete you need to lock in you need to keep that <laughs> stuff in your hands you need to flip and and the senko Did, so you you've had you've been angling to prevent me from getting those glide baits since they showed up at your doorstep. No, I mean, you, well, I'm here. You're not. But uh, yeah, you know? <laughs> I get um, it. Yeah, no, it's, it's all Riz, good. I just want to see them get gotta, wet. Gotta that's all. You got to help me out, man. You got to. I don't know. You got to distract them. You got to you got to somehow. Uh, I don't want them, them to distract you, Brian's Peter. Needs. I, I want to see them, uh, you know, go to good use and get eaten but no it's all good bud i don't know where those glide where those glide baits are i think they're in the uh i think they're in the elusive btc's garage oh, that's right come by for a beer <laughs> yeah. Pete. The, the the new black hole mm -hmm. yes that's right <laughs> and that is the clutch glide bait the that we are fooling around with which uh, i got to throw it a little bit it is pretty badass so yeah like it. it looks good it looks good and well, it catches well, them beans uh you know, we're talking to you, BTC. What what do you, what is your uh, twenty twenty two uh, goals? What what do you want to try to do? I want to catch a ten pounder. That's what I want to do. Ooh, I'm not out there. Where I'm, are you I, going? Uh, well, road trip. You know, there's 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 a lake within uh, within you know a couple hours here that that I that I've been fishing and and I think there's it's definitely swims in there. There's a few of them. Yeah. Um, or florida wherever wherever i you know but that's that's my goal so is there some more travel in your uh absolutely in your, in your future yes yeah, much whatever i can get away with man i you know i got a lot of opportunities and i and i don't take them because i'm busy and uh you know i see another year of it but uh, i get out and 
you know, when I can, man. So that, that's my goal. My goal is to catch a big one. I, my, my biggest bass is eight pounds from 19, God, I don't know, 1700s. Um, <laughs> I was like 12 years old. It was a long time ago. It was like early. Tell, 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 tell that story. What, what do you, eight pounds and what? Where'd you get them? How'd you get them? It was eight even. Um, and uh, caught it on a, a, a culprit worm, seven inch culprit worm. No kidding. Yeah. Um, on a really, dude, a four foot trout rod. <laughs> I had two rods back then, and that was one of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, I want, I want, I want to bust that man. I want to catch a big one. So that's that's my goal, man. Was that up north? No. Oh, it was down here, down in South Jersey. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. Well, I mean, up general. It was general. It, that's a big one up here. It is. A that's big a real one big up, one. Up it's here. a real big one up yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you don't get many opportunities at them big ones around here, so yeah, make them count. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's my yep. goal, man. I'm 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 head hunting. I like that. I uh I actually uh on the Chesapeake Gray, uh and I, these guys probably heard. I don't know if it was ten pounds, but I caught the biggest Chesapeake bass I ever caught. I didn't have a scale, and but it was clearly the biggest one I ever caught, and I on the Chesapeake, and it was uh. I thought it might be a ten pounder. It was it was sniffing it if it wasn't, but it it's BTC's not too far away, man. You could you could you could fish for double digits just a just an hour south of us. I think that's true. Yeah, I think there's, a, I think there's something down there that can be tapped into that a lot of people aren't uh, aren't tapping into on the bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely there. Right. I, there's a couple other places that I think there's a little bit higher percentage chance of it happening. Right. That I've been uh, been working on, but that's you know that's where I'm at, man. Yeah, I don't know though. I don't know about that though, Bry. Because they there's been ten pounders weighed in in tournaments. I know on the chest. I'll pay nine attention. and change. Yeah. Uh, that's not th ten. That's very uncommon. <laughs> that ain't cut ten. You know? No, I, right. I know. I know. It's uh very very few though. Very, very few. And out of a lot of fish that are getting caught down there. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Who's had the last well, one down there? John Van Orr is the last one I can remember. A, that was a true 10 down there. A true, yeah, 10. A true 10. There was a 9 and something weighed in last fall. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. A couple of 8s caught this year. Yeah. Yep. So, they're swimming. It's they're hard to there. get to that 10-pound range, though. That's that's a it's, whole especially for giant it. class. For a tidal water fish, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's it's a, a tough man. life. Yeah, yeah tough life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that goal. It's a, it's it's a fun one, and uh, it's interesting. And going south is a good way to do. It. But there's some like I mean, even just anything though, Pete. Just just fishing. It doesn't always have to be bass, and it's not yeah. going to be always tournament oriented. I do love to tournament fish, but you know, there's there's other things to do. I was just out New Year's Day catching striper, and um, nice. You know, and that, and that stuff's fun at three in the morning. Oh yeah, hell yeah! So yeah, it's all fishing. We're, we're, it's we're all blessed good. with that bite around here. We have an abundance of stripers. I meant um, the day before New Year's. In case anybody's yep. DNR. <laughs> good stuff. Good, good goal. Thanks. Good Pete. goal. Um, what, what we need to follow that. We need to see how close you. Come. Oh, trust me, you'll um, know if, if it happens. <laughs> you won't have to look for it. Everybody will know. Yeah, I, I, might, I might go to Florida soon. I got I got some invites, so there you go. Working on that's it. a good place to go do it. You yep. go try and get your double digit fish. Dag on right. Yep. Go down there with Oliver and Ken Duke's got been asking me to get down there. So, yep. The mighty live Ken shiner. Duke. 
You can do it. Uh, I don't know about that. Live part. shiners, bimini top, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in a lawn chair, hammock. Yeah, <laughs> breeze, nice breeze, <laughs> cool drink, <laughs> eyes half right. closed, a little bell on the rod. Yep. that's a living. I like. That's living. That's living. Well, keep us posted. Great Cole. love it. Uh, Riz, let me let me throw it over to you. What 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 are your uh, New Year's resolutions. So my fishing New Year's resolutions for this year are to get back to fishing in the sense that fishing just to go fishing. Like um, in the last couple of years, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm always thinking about like I, I don't let myself just get out there and just fish. I'm always in the mindset where I'm either practicing or I'm getting ready for something um, and like I want to just get back to getting out there and in, in, enjoying, uh, and not that I'm not enjoying it, but, um, you know, just, just, just get, just get back to fishing and, and get back in like that learning phase of constantly trying to learn something new about the fish. Cause I think that, you know, when you're always thinking about practicing for a tournament and you're always thinking about, okay, I've caught too many fish in this area. It's time to leave. You kind of start to get away from that uh that mindset where you can truly learn and try new things and make small adjustments to really fine tune and dial things in so for um so for 2022 man i i i kind of made the call i'm just sticking around the house i'm i'm fishing all the local stuff um i'm still gonna fish the 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 bass regional event up on the st lawrence river Uh, i'll be looking forward to that but other than that man i'm um i'm just i'm just fishing uh around here and and i want to get back into a mindset where i'm not always trying to get ready for a tournament i'm more so fishing to be learning more about how to catch them and uh you know start to get back into that just enjoying out enjoying the time on the water and and catching some bass so it's kind of where my head's at with it right now that's good i i I like it i think COVID, excuse me, COVID was uh, a good year for me. Sorry. Oh, man. I I almost choked on my uh, Hall's cough drop. Oh, I thought it was COVID. Uh, (laughs) We thought we lost it. But but sitting out from fishing was really good because it it really helped me and, and get back to my love of fishing. I had a blast in 2021 fishing a lot again. And, uh, so I, I love that. I love that goal, Riz. That's a great one. Yeah. And, and I'm going to throw it out to Indiana right now. Alex, what what are you thinking about in uh, 2022? My goal is going to be the same one it's been the last couple of years, which is just to be able to look back at the end of the year and say, I got a lot better at fishing over this past year. You know, it's really just every day I go out there, I try to learn something new. It could be how to tie this knot better or, you know, where the fish set up on X, Y, and Z Lake. I just try to learn something every day, and it's worked out well for me the past couple of years. I've been getting a lot better and just hoping to keep, you know, continuing on that trend this year and seeing what I can do. You know, I could set measurables like winning tournaments or things like that, but really I'd be happy, you know. Obviously, I would like to win a couple of tournaments here and there. That's not going to hurt anything. But as long as I can look back at the end of the year and say, I got a lot better at fishing this year, I'll have no issue with anything that I did this year. So that's my goal. And it's been, work, like I said, it's been working out for me well so far. And I'm excited to try and knock it out again this year. That's that's a great goal. Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant has uh, uh, his number one, he has a list of 10 rules 
um, that he created for his greatness in basketball. Number one was get better every single day. And um, that sounds like it's lined up with what you're thinking about, Alps. It's a great goal. Great, yeah. great, great goal. Speaking of which, and, and I'm going to throw it over to you, Gray, but the one of the things that a quote from uh, from Bruce Lee influenced me Ooh, uh, this ahead, year Peter. on my goal. And, and this is why I've decided to double down on what I'm doing. Is yes, I know where you're he's going not, with he's this. Not afraid, he's not afraid of the man that, pra- that practices 5,000 kicks, 5,000 different kicks one time. He's afraid of the man that practices one kick 5,000 times. That's the man that Bruce Lee's afraid of. So that's why I'm doubling down on what I'm, I'm proficient at. So those are my <laughs> – that's, that's my quote of the day. Right on, Pete. That was awesome, dude. Thank you. What are you looking at this year? Um, I think my number one goal is going into the tournaments is to catch a limit every single day. Um, like that. that was I was going to say that if it, I didn't say what I what I said. I'm glad you didn't steal mine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been scrambling. Now, last year I missed the championship by 16 points, which essentially came down to one fish. If I would have caught one more fish at Okeechobee, one of the days, like you fall on, right. and there's one other one, it would have put me in there. Yeah, and you can't leave fish on the table. Is essentially what it comes down to because it's yeah. it's free weight essentially at that point. It it's one thing if you lose a fish and that's something that be uncontrolled at points right but you got to make sure you get your five bites you get them in the boat you weigh them in every single time yeah and i it it'll just push you up the leaderboard that much further make you that much more consistent so that's my goal for this coming year right yeah i I hear i I hear you on that great man that was one of my just kind of circling back on Mm -hmm. 2021 my biggest things that i got mad at myself for this year was like how many times i would come in with three for 11 pounds or four for 14 like just have three or four of the right ones and get so stubborn and stuck in my ways that I just want to keep throwing the jig that's that long and keep trying to catch those big ones where clearly something changed Mm -hmm. and where if I had spent more time in practice just figuring out how to get bites on different things on um you know to to fill out that limit I would have put myself in so much better positions I, I like that man it's like that's such a there's there's two different schools of thought on like the catching a limit thing and like JT Kenny does a seminar for us on how to win bass tournaments and he goes the other way with saying like you can't think about getting your limit first you got to always be thinking about catching the big ones well i think for some people that's true but for in other cases like you do got to take into account like uh you know the value of getting that limit and building off it and rolling so that was a good one, man. I, I, I was seriously, I was going to say that if I didn't didn't say what I said. And it totally depends on what you're fishing. If it's just a single one-day open derby, go for it. Yeah. If you want, weigh in three, you weigh in three. But yep. over a season where you got point standings and all that yep. accumulating, yeah. you got to make sure you're consistent. You got to yep. make sure you catch them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, I, I think you know, whether it's a one-day derby or a multi-day derby, I think there is value to catching limits in every tournament you compete in just because you roll into the next tournament. Even if it's on the same body of water the next weekend, you roll into that knowing I put five in the box last week. Sure. You go into that tournament feeling a totally different way, saying, man, I came in with four and I could not figure out that, couldn't fu- couldn't find that, that fifth bite for yeah. the day. Like it, 
it just you, you 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 have a different mojo about you when you you feel like you're putting five in the box every single tournament. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way, and there's a lot of guys that have built their whole careers off getting that limit first because it it calms them or it puts them into a different space mentally, um, which is, is a great thing. And mentally, and we were talking about this earlier, Riz, and I want you to comment on this because I'm really excited about this. I right. didn't get to see this seminar live and uh, Greg Hackney's uh, being released this week on on water decisions that his seminar exclusively about what he's learned and, and how he makes decisions on, I, I can't, I, I mean, every, we all know it's between the ears mm -hmm. at, when you get to that top level. And uh, I, you got mm -hmm. to see his seminar, Riz, and I can't wait to see it later this week. Yeah, it, it really is a good one, man. There, Those are the seminars, honestly, that for me as a Bashu, you know, uh, consumer, like I, I listen to as much Bashu content as probably anybody watching this show right now. I mean, it's every – I do it every night. Every damn day. Uh, it literally is, like every <laughs> damn day, like – um, the, the, the seminars that are focused more on the mental side of fishing are the ones that really draw me in. And I, I seem to go back and listen to them three times, four times, five times, like Gerald Swindle's, uh, tournament winning practice, Gerald Swindle PMA, um, uh, Mike Iconelli fish the moment. Like there's so many, I could just keep going down the list of that. Um, you know, there'll be things in those seminars where you hear it and you say, damn, that makes sense. And, like, you never would have thought that, and you never would have, you know, you, your, your your thought process never would have went down that way unless you listened to a guy like Greg Hackney tell you about it or a guy like Ike tell you about it or a guy like Swindle tell you about it. Um, but one of the coolest things in um, Hackney's seminar that we're going to release uh, coming up this week or next week, uh, and I'm, I don't want to give you too much, but um, is the timing of – his confidence in himself as an angler and knowing his timing and how long it should take him to get a bite when, when he knows what he's doing. And now that can change from lake to lake. His timing on knowing how long it should take him to get a bite on Lake Champlain is obviously vastly different than it would be on the Ohio River. Um, so kind of knowing knowing what your skill sets are as an angler and knowing the body of water on that you're on. Like if you're doing a technique that you know that you're confident at, and this is a way that you catch them, your timeline for Lake Champlain, how long it should take the fish to tell you what's going on is going to be very different than if you're on a tough body of water. That's a grind to get bites all the time. And he goes into a whole formula and system on how he, um, delegates his time to stay efficient on the water and make those decisions based on how he's feeling in that moment. So it, it really is a good one. Um, honestly, it's it's one of these seminars. I think I think a few times a year we release seminars that are literally worth signing up for for an annual fee, and this is one of them. Um, you know, whether you're just a, a a a guy that likes to go out and catch fish, or you're a tournament angler. Uh, Greg Hackney's on-water decision-making, it's, it's absolutely dynamite. I cut the seminar, or I cut the teaser last week. I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's, uh, it's going to be lights out, man. Awesome. Awesome. And he's the best. Hackney just has a way of communicating and, and communicating his message as good as any of the instructors on Bash U. Uh, he really speaks to the people in, in, a, in a special way. So uh, can't wait to see. Can't wait to see. I know it's going to be a great one. Hey, Pete. Um, uh, 
Uh, shout out to Will Perryman on 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 YouTube here. He uh he said come to come to uh was it North Carolina, <laughs> North South? Dude, Carolinas are they're they're loaded with big ones down there. By the way, um, he says yeah, come down. You know, Fish Falls, Jordan, and uh, the hell's yeah, Sharon Harris. You know, you catch a big one. Last year, about this time, I went down there with Mike. He was pre-fishing for the uh, what do they call that? Heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. yeah. That. Little little later. I was that was like early March because I was there. I was there with Willworth on Kerr the same week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were early we were pre-fishing for the for the SQT. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't catch a damn fish. <laughs> well, Pete's got a, well, Pete's we, got a little different story from uh, Jordan Lake down there in North Carolina. Well, hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> I want to yeah. revel in my misery here for one more second, there, Rich. <laughs> Went down to you know three of the best lakes in the. I think Mike caught two fish. I mean, a lot of a lot, least more than half, seventy percent of the day was spent like just graphing. You know what I mean? Just running, looking. Yeah. But we did we did cast enough. I didn't catch a single fucking bass the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike caught two, and a, and a crappie. It was tough, man. It was like it's like freaking eight feet high or something, something ridiculous, you know. And and mm. coming down, but yeah. So yeah, I, I tried well. that. I'll try it, again. It's a good point. It's a good point that you bring up, though, uh, B, is that timing just, is everything. It's not that far away <laughs> that you can be fishing for double digit fish oh, down yeah. in North Carolina. You know, oh, yeah. those lakes really do have them. And uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it, I mean, Sharon has, they're notorious for monster bags of fish. And I caught, I caught that 8.23 when we were down there with cash and rods. Um, what we lake? had that little, Derby, and that, that's what that fish came at. That was he was. I think it was eight point two. It was over eight. Eight point two three is, I think, what it weighed out as, which was the biggest fish I caught that year. Heck, that's probably the biggest fish I caught in the last couple of years. So, Pete, um, let me ask you about the fish itself, because <clears throat> I was down there on a you know, a number of years before that, and um, and it was a small lake. It was like electric only lake, but a, a dude we were with, and of course it was February and a cold front, you know, but. The, the lakes got them. It was just terrible timing. Um, we caught three fish that day, and one of them was an eight pounder, and it had this tiny little head and mouth on it. Because, oh wow! Yeah, because it was such a young fish in in a in a super fertile fishery. And I was and mm. I was just talking uh, this past weekend to uh, Shan Shan O'Gorman about it, um, aquatic biologist on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, it's that's that's the mark of a healthy fishery. That that fish was that young, like for us around here, a five pounder you can put his, your fist in its mouth, right? A four mm -hmm. pounder you can't, unless you got little hands, like Rob Woodworth. Um, but once you break that five pound mark, you can put your fist in its mouth, dude. An eight pounder you should be able to put, you know, double fist it, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, an eight pounder yeah. and it's you couldn't put a fist in its mouth. That's you know, that's my science. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it is a great sign that, that the fish are, when you're seeing fish like that, yeah. um, man, they are growing fast and they're healthy. Uh, the particular one that I caught was, would probably, you would probably call it an average uh, fish. Um, but there was so much bait. I mean, there was, there was so much food. The, the yeah. lake was down, the crappie, the speck anglers. Remember those, Riz? Yeah. They were everywhere. There was just flotillas of crappie anglers pulling them in on every single cast. Um just such fertile lakes yeah. down there. So, but now nah, it's a good point. 
B, B, you can, yeah. you can drive just a little bit further and you're in the double digit land. Hell yeah. Know? Hey Rich, you want to put the zoom link up on the, the website? Yep. Uh, guys, the zoom link is, uh, is on the chat board. I put it out there a few minutes ago. I'll throw it out there again. So, uh, if you're a Bashu TV member and, uh, you want to hop in here with us and, uh, share some of your new year's resolutions, uh, we'll be looking for you in the zoom feed. Yeah. yeah or your, or a cool story. Yeah, uh, we've had everybody's had a, a, a year. Uh, let's run through it. I, I, Alex, if you're ready, I, I'll start with you. Uh, tell, tell me a story. Big fish, hmm. good, you know, experience, uh, disaster. Um, what, what's most memorable for 21 for you? Well, I do have plenty of disasters to talk about, Pete, but I will <laughs> say my most memorable day of the year was. I'd been working all summer. I really wanted to focus this summer on, um, you know, figuring out the offshore fish, figuring out how to side scan, do all that, because I'm still pretty new to that. And my most memorable day was the day it finally clicked in my head, and I looked on the side scan, and I said, hey, I think that might be a little school of bass. And 22 pounds later, I, I figured out that that's what the bass looked like. So I would say that was my most memorable that's day, good. just finally getting that to click that's in awesome. my little pea brain, and good, it worked out well. 22 pounds. Was, was that a derby day? Oh, of course not. <laughs> Fun fishing day, but I will say I think one of my a good additional goal for me will be not to get addicted to it because after that day, that's pretty much all I wanted to do every time I went out was just find that little needle in the haystack. But that's not always the right thing to do. So I got to learn how to balance finding needles in the haystack and just you know figuring out when that's the thing to do and when it's not. So, but yeah, like I said, that was a great memorable day. I definitely won't forget it and look forward to getting back on some of those schools this year. Yeah, that's great. Great story being able to execute on picking them off of the side yeah. scan. That's uh yeah, that's great. Great catch, twenty two pounds, no matter where you're at. Heck, Rayburn, the best they could do was twenty pounds yeah. uh, <laughs> just recently. So up in Indiana bagging a twenty two pound stringer, man, that's pretty strong. That's, that's, a great, that's some Jeremiah Eads kind of action there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's largemouth or smallmouth? Largemouth. Nice. Got a little honey hole not too far from the house. There's a couple eight pounders in there like a couple years ago they were catching 25 27 pound bags out of there what? cooled off wow. a little bit but i still took 22 that was good enough for me how many <laughs> acres i want to say around 800 it's a non-idle lake a lot of it's a state park a lot of standing timber all that fun stuff plenty of things to, to tear your prop off but if you know where you're at you can you can find them out there nice damn wow that's good that's stuff. great Great, uh, great story. Appreciate it. And uh, Riz, let me throw it to you, man. What was your, what was your moment of twenty-one? My moment of twenty-one was, uh, was at about eight thirty on day two. Well, no, probably, probably more like seven forty-five of day two of uh, the three-day qualifier down on Kerr, um, where I was fishing a pattern that I thought I had developed uh, in practice. And day one, I kind of sucked and ran around the lake like an idiot. Um, and uh, day two, uh, I, I like had a awakening and said, what are you doing? You're trying to fish for fish on points that are schooling and they're not even really schooling. And you're doing, I was doing all this stuff. I didn't have that much confident in, confidence in and I literally scrapped my whole practice and went to one stretch of the bank and went to one part of the lake that, like, all I thought was it looked good. I didn't even fish it in practice. I had I had one bite doing something uh, that kind of, like, made me look at some things, but never fished it. Just, you know, ran to a section of the lake that I thought looked good 
and I got around an area that I could do something that I was comfortable in. I, I picked up the flipping rod, went to flipping, and started mixing in a uh, a, a wacky worm and a Texas rig, uh, all in the same areas, and uh, ended up catching big bag of that tournament uh, on day two to jump myself up from like almost last place up into the cut, and then day three, you know, ended up jumping up a couple more spots to make the cut to get on the state team. Um, but it was just making that, you know, judgment call in tournament competition to scrap everything that I had done and just go do something that I was comfortable with and, uh, you know, kind of adjusting and moving with the fish throughout the day as it, as it developed. And, you know, it eventually culminated, culminated into, uh, you know, catching lunker of that tournament, um, doing something kind of unique, uh, you know, dragging your rig, Pete, the Dean's rig, um, out off of, uh, out off of, uh, rock veins in like eight to 12 feet of water. And I happened to drag it through a brush pile and there was a five pounder sitting in there. And, uh, that kind of anchored my bag for that day and, uh, propelled nice. me to have a good tournament. So that was, uh, that was it, man. It was, uh, scrapping a, scrapping a, a false practice that I thought I had something going that kind of failed on me for day one and just, uh, went fishing, doing stuff I like to do. And, uh, it ended up working out. So that would be it, you know, that. just, uh, you know, shaking and moving and adjusting. I can't, I, there's so many times when that's what gets you into the qualification or the winner's circle is making that adjustment. And it's easy to say, right. We all fish the moment make, you know, uh, but man, is it hard to do, especially when the pressure's on and you did it that week and you qualified, you got a big derby coming up, right? You got the, the, the divisional coming up this year? Yeah, divisional St. Lawrence River. Uh, you know, third week of June. That should be a um, you know a lot of lot of fish being caught in that event. So, looking forward to it. You know, um, it's one of those swing for the fences type of type of events. You know, it's a it's a three day event, so you got to take that into consideration. But um, you know, it's uh, it's a time of the year where it's gonna we're gonna get a lot of daylight for uh, for practice and maybe even a little bit of pre practice to get up there before the cutoff. So we're going to, uh, we're going to get after it for that one. Um, really, really grind hard and, uh, let the chips fall where they may. Awesome. Well, we're going to be pulling for you and, uh, make sure, uh, you don't let gray leave without giving some waypoints. <laughs> we might've been talking a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's good, good stuff. And, um, Great. Let me let me send it to you, man. What, what what was your moment this year, this past year? So for years, kind of like Brian was talking about, he always wanted a ten pound largemouth. Yes. My goal has always been to catch a seven pound smallie. Nice, right? And I've been getting closer and closer. I've caught a ton of six and a halfs. Um, in twenty twenty, I caught one that was six and three quarters. So I was getting closer and closer. And this spring, I was up in New York, and I was up there with a buddy, and we were just wailing on them on jerk baits, just crushing them in fours fives i had a, i think one or two sixes and it got to the point where my arm was like getting tired from throwing that jerk bait and bill lewis it's called mr6 it's a crankbait it's a six foot diver and they were eating so well i was like i gotta throw this around here play with it a little bit just get a little confidence in it i hadn't thrown it much i started throwing that they were eating that five times better than they were eating that jerk bait which they were chewing on and as i was fishing this off this one little um there's like a rock vein that came out there. I had a fish hit it, and it knocked two foot of slack in the line. And I'm reeling, trying to catch up to this thing. And I pull into it, and 
it was unlike any other fish I ever had before. And it comes walking up, and I net it. And we ended up measuring it after we weighed it, and it was 704, so it was just over 7 pounds. It wasn't, wasn't quite 21 inches long, but it was 18 and a half round. Just wow. Butterball. Like it, <laughs> Freak it was, show. It was unbelievable. I And I took all those measurements. I'm going to get a replica made of it at some point. Um I took that uh, that MR6 I had. It was in Strawberry Cross, this red, bright red one. Yeah. I want to get. I cut that off, set it aside. It's sitting in my garage there, hanging on the wall. I want to get that made into like the mount with it and all that. But it's just one of those things. I've always wanted to catch a seven pound smallie, ten pound largemouth. I got the smallie out of the way. Now I gotta get that double digit largemouth. <laughs> That's awesome. You you might get that uh, down at Rayburn here in just a couple of weeks. You know what? I've been to Rayburn three different times for tournaments. I've caught a nine and a half, a nine thirty six. So this could be the ten pounder time. It, yeah. Two of my three biggest ones of my life have come at that lake, so it's got them. Yeah. Keep knocking on the yeah. door, man. Somebody will open it. <laughs> yep. I uh, I caught my first ten pounder at Toledo Bend, mm. the sister lake over yeah. there, and I'll never forget it came on a lipless and. Mike, me and Mike were staying together and I put it in my live well because it was clearly the biggest fish I had ever seen in my life. And, uh, we, and I didn't have a scale. So I brought it back. Mike had a scale and it was dusk. It was dark. We're weighing this fish and it went nine and chains and bounced up to 10 and something and back down as we're waiting for the scale to settle out. And like my heart's pounding. I'm like looking at the, it was just a Goliath fish and it settled at 10 point oh one pounds is what it settled out at and that was my very first double digit fish never forget it came from texas yeah that's an but incredible fish that was awesome and uh btc you've been throwing glides all year man peter I, is is that your story this year is what is your 21 story of the year no uh I'm going to try to let Thad Spates jump in the Zoom here, but on the, odd, on the offhand chance that nothing's connected. Boom! Let's go with this one first, Pete. Peter, is, is <laughs> Thad, you're live. Hey, man. Welcome to Bash You Live. How are you tonight? Thad, you're on mute, so go ahead, click that off, and then and I'll be glad to hear from you. Yeah. Y'all made go. me feel like I was at work. You're on mute. So, um, uh, first off guys, I really appreciate y'all's, uh, videos and I got tickets for the Gadsden. I hate that, uh, we're doing it virtual, but I'm still going to be online with you. So kudos to that. So a little bit about me, I'm a kayak fisher and I just moved from fishing small ponds to big lakes. We live on, uh, Logan Martin and I just had watched Pete. I just had watched your dock fishing video the old one that you did a long time ago. So this summer, I was actually able to define my first pattern ever. So I was fishing, skipping docks with a Ned, and I found, I, I caught myself that I was catching bass on the uh, dock support in the middle, not on the ends. And after about three of them, I was like, I should catch a fish right there. And well, what do you know? I caught a fish. And it, nice. it, it ran with me until about 10 o'clock, 10 30 so i just caught a ton of fish and then it changed for no reason at all so it is what it is but i, I was actually able to find my first pattern that's awesome what a great what a great deal what a great uh late the pattern docks i mean logan martin uh the the fish get on the docks there and it, it's they're they're so big this 
were, were they largemouth or spots? Spots. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've only caught like maybe one or two larges, <coughs> and they're massive. The, the um, I don't weigh anything. I just kind of put them on the bump board. So I'm between 14 and 18 inches on my spots. But, you know, I mean, I'm catching. I mean, that's a that's a powerhouse fish when you're trying to get them around them pilings, uh, especially with the Ned, man. And, so. and, and, and with the kayak, you got to uh, – I'm in a Hobie, so as soon as I hook up, I put it in reverse and kind of try to back out and take the fish with me. Nice. Well, awesome, man. I appreciate you, you zooming in and telling us that story. I, I, I love I, – I had some experiences fishing dock down at that lake. Love that lake. I'm sad that we're not able to be live, but uh, I appreciate you being part of the program, and I'm awful glad you're going to be zooming in with us. We're going to have a lot of fun this weekend. Sure thing. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Thanks, Derek. What a, what a cool deal. I, I remember uh, Dion Hibden won the Classic uh, on Logan Martin. Uh, fish and docks when uh, everybody else thought it was going to be one deep uh, he fished docks it was pretty pretty sweet deal that's awesome pete but, i'm going to let in our next guest and while he's coming on i'll i'll, I'll tell you my story my tale okay uh, who do we got well we got tw yeah you're in the dark boss turn the light on <laughs> <laughs> pay your energy bill is that junior how are you buddy Turn your mic on, dadgummit. All right, so, uh, Pete, I'd, I'd say it would have to be going up to uh, the St. Lawrence with Mike. It's a quick trip. We were there. We left uh, Wednesday morning and came home Thursday night with a seven-hour drive each direction in there. Wow. Um, but we went up there and, and uh, fished. With, well, Mike fished with Jimmy Houston and, and Roland Martin. Uh, I didn't get to fish with Jimmy, but I got to fish with Roland for – you know, good, good part of a day. And that was pretty amazing. Like that dude is, that dude is so legit. When you get around somebody like that, he's just different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we pulled up, we got there about 12 o'clock and pulled up to the ramp. They had already been out fishing all morning and came back to the ramp to meet us. And everybody's got their boats pulled up and Jimmy's over in a corner filming something, doing a commercial. And there's Roland sitting on the bank in front of his boat. And he's still casting <laughs> 80 years old. And fished all his life every day his whole life all morning and he's at the bank and still casting it's just uh he's an animal man he's the real deal he, the real deal you know he I mean? is the real deal yeah i, I got i gotta agree man uh, i love to watch it and i love to watch both him and jimmy fire up their youtube channels and crushing it over there yeah. uh just just continuing to deliver amazing content uh they're gonna, they're gonna do it forever i think yeah um I heard something today. I guess Roland put a video out. He was had an exemption that he was going to take to fish the Elite Series this year, but could not find the uh, could not get the sponsor money. Got turned mm -hmm. down by some some of his longtime sponsors to to do it. It's, that's a shame. It is. It is a shame. I know he's been. Uh, he was thinking about it. He, he turned it down, and then he was. It's 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 crazy. Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing to see him out there? Do you, do you know how old he is? Yeah, right? 80, 80, 80 plus, 81. 80. Good Lord. Yeah, man. He stretches, does push-ups and sit-ups every morning just to make wow. sure he keeps everything lubricated. Told me all about it. Good showed, way to do showed it. Showed us how. He's like, yeah, really yeah, he was honest about it. He's like, you know, you know, 
push-ups ain't or sit-ups ain't all that. I got pillows over here, over there. You know, it's just just about the movement. Just got to keep moving so I don't get tight during the day. Then he drinks airplane bottles. Man, he drinks. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's still hitting the booze, man. That's awesome. <laughs> there's there's more than one way to get lubricated. I I, <laughs> the end of the day, we we just we just caught our triple header. I probably told this a couple times already on the air, but. We'd been fishing all day, me, Mike, and Jimmy in, in the boat, and just catching them. And it's getting towards the end. I'm like, man, we haven't all caught one at the same time. We don't have that pick all holding one up. And, nobody, you know, we're not trying to live well for that. And it's the freaking, like, the last minute, you know. Jimmy and Mike are both starting to do their – they're practicing their outros, you know, for their videos. Jimmy's got his YouTube his GoPros running, and Mike's got his going. And, and uh, Jimmy catches one, and he does, you know, just in case that's his last bite. You know, he wants to film an outro for his for his video. And so Mike catches one and he starts doing his whole, you know, he's carrying on and doing his thing. And as Mike's doing that, Jimmy hooks up and I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, this is freaking it. And it was crazy. Like, I made the cast and I knew I knew beforehand. I'm like, it's going to happen. I just freaking knew I had that. And it was like, don't, you know, just everything was perfect. Got the got the fish in. We all had one. Uh Took the picks, everybody holding one up. And as we're strapping the rods in, uh, Rowan goes in his pocket. Did I say Jimmy before? You did. You did. Yeah, sorry. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, got excited. Rowan goes in his pocket. He's like, you guys like to drink? And pulls out three airplane bottles. I love it. Of Captain. Uh, I love so. it. I, you know, I was fortunate enough to room with Rowan Martin one time, and he just – it was a blast. It was when I was a rookie. And I'll never forget it, and we've been friends ever since. So it's, it's great to see him. You ate bass the night well. before a bass tournament. Say that, Rick? You ate bass the night before a bass tournament. <laughs> yeah, you remember that story. Get <laughs> damn right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we died. We died. Yeah, we I only, only bass that day. Only filleted the small out, ones. <laughs> and we fried them up the night before the tournament. And I thought he was an absolute crazy man. He is and a crazy like, man. Are you nuts keeping these fish? Cause I'm like anything that even looks at my bait, I'm bending hooks over. I won't. I'm. I'm. And he's. He's like, well, That's Pete, cool. I didn't. I didn't keep any of the big ones. And I'm like, man, definition <laughs> of how to intimidate a rookie. You know. Oh, yeah, well, right. You walk up. You walk up back to the cabin. And you see. You see. Roland Martin slapping one's head to a board and slicing it down. <laughs> like, I got these extra fish today. Yeah. I gonna need them. I got, I got these extra ones. You got these extra bass, extra keepers. Yeah. We're, we're flaying out all the fish that you were going to catch tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't my spots. <laughs> oh, I my guess God. That's, I guess that's defensive uh, fishing strategy. That's right. Long, but... Don't just hook them, but eat them, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good chance you're catching them. Yeah. That's freaking gangster, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's like going up again. That's like going up against Shaq in the paint, dude. You walk up and Roland Martin's filleting bass. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that guy, man. And, um, and yeah. Jimmy, too. Both, they're both amazing characters. And here we have another amazing character. Yeah, yes, we him. do. Uh, we have we have friend of the show, uh, Bass University guy, and love. I'm so excited for you, Dale. You you fished with the eco bass angler most all year this year. Had an amazing year, and then you you got yourself qualified for the wild card. Just a just a blistering year, man. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it was a crazy year. I didn't expect that. 
and I met great people there. You know, Five Alive's a great club, good fish, great fishermen and women, and it was stellar year. It was awesome. Great experience for the first year this year, I'll tell you that. I got to say, um, you know, I noticed that the, uh, the, the spectacular beard has been uh, groomed. <laughs> What's going on over there? You it's lost a few inches off of that thing. I did, I did. Had to shape up for the newborn, I guess. Family pictures and whatnot. Yeah. You had a newborn this year on top of everything. <laughs> yep. He actually came uh, on our banquet day. We had our banquet, left there, and then uh, I was off to the hospital. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, wow. so got my last fishing uh, deal in. <laughs> Well, man, that's well. Congratulations on that, man. There's nothing more life changing than that. That's uh, uh, hopefully uh, you have a little bass fisherman under development. Hey, Dale, rotate your phone sideways, bud. What? Rotate your phone sideways. Let's see what uh, happens. I... There it is. Yeah. Oh, look, that's glorious. That's much better. All right, now we can appreciate the beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on there. It's just not as long. It's longer than it, it was it, last time I saw you, dude. When I saw you at the banquet, I, I didn't even, like, recognize you. Like, three weeks ago, it was shaved. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how long it's been, but it, it's been a been a few minutes anyway. <laughs> He's got a – his beard has the same rate of growth as those North Carolina bass we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Stocked <pond. laughs> no, That's awesome. Hey, man, but you had a great fishing year. Tell us a story, Dale. What was – what was your uh, amazing 21 story? I'll tell you what, I have a lot tough to choose. You know, going out with you on the Chesapeake, that was awesome. Hallman, that, awesome. that was a great experience. Wait. The five pounder topped it off. That um, was amazing. That's all you got to say it about was, that? It, it was amazing being in the boat with you and BTC. <laughs> yeah. That was a blast, man. And we Brad laughed. Hallman. And uh, yeah, catching that big one, that was an awesome day. And Brad Hallman. <laughs> Yeah, next time uh, we're going to beat you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> probably right. You're probably right, bud. I, I, uh, I would bet a, on it. Our wild card this year to get into my classic, that was probably one of my – we had my best tournament, you know, winning that to cash my ticket to the classic, you know. And that was awesome. Well, how did that day go? Take, take me through that. Like, you – you uh, fished the – well, you had to qualify for the wild card. So, what, what had to happen? Yeah, you had to make a certain amount of tournaments, then qualify for the wild card. That was on uh, Conowingo. Mm -hmm. And I actually went up with Craig the day before. We pre-fished a little bit. And then um, the next day, you know, just went out there, did my thing, and – you know, I got five nice smallmouth. That was just about 10 pounds. And I beat, you know, boaters and riders. So it was pretty cool for me, you know. Heck, yeah. What were you, Ned rigging? What were you doing? <laughs> uh, I like to drop shot. No! <laughs> yeah, I was drop shot. Well, uh, that's a great day. That's a great catch, man. And, uh. And you went up and had a, you know, I heard all about the what the Five Alive, amazing club. We love being part. 
of Five Live and, and so many of the Five Live members are, are with Bash University and we appreciate you guys and all you do for the sport. And you, you guys, you, I think you guys are like the biggest, best club in the country right now. Um, so, but hey, it was great fishing with you. And um, man, thanks so much for hanging out and telling us your story. And, uh, you know, let that beard fly. Man. Yeah. You got to let it go. <laughs> Dale, Dale, we need we need front lighting next time you're on. You ever see those what those little lights that the, yeah, the rings for the yeah. TikTokers? Yeah, you need one of them yeah. right under your chin. Wear it like Flavor Flav wears a clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do that right. once I get my glide bait from you. From who? <laughs> you. Oh, Pete's glide. I got you. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. He's staying the same. I'm gonna try different this year. There you go. There it is. <laughs> All right, we'll come. We'll compare notes. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see at next year's recap show. See how we did. Break out the golden rule. <laughs> hey, Dale. Thanks so much, buddy. Happy New Year, and congratulations again on your little one. And uh, we'll we'll catch up with you real soon. Yep. Happy New Year's, guys. See, you, buddy. You're the man, Dale. Happy thanks, buddy. Uh, it was great. It was great to see him do so good and uh, hanging out with our boy E. Uh, and catching him up this year. Dale, get BTC, off the feed. Do we have <laughs> get off the feed, Dale? <laughs> All right, I'll kick you out. What you got going on? I gotta kick Dale Dave? out. Come on, stop that. <laughs> that was great. I'm hanging in there, Riz. By the way, I, I saw your text. My voice is just barely hanging in there. I thought I was going to lose it there for for a minute, yeah. but. Uh, it's gonna make it's gonna make it through, man. That's good. You're gonna make it. You're on the bounce back, Pete. You're yeah. Anthony Guy said if there was ever an angler that tests positive for PEDs or, or uh, what was it? PEDs. Yeah. Blue, blue e pills and test boosters. It would be rolling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it's, yeah, Tiger. Blood. Everybody's got a secret. You know what I mean? Check his blood. Yeah, he's he's built different. That's the thing. It's a shame about it, man. That dude is like legit, just an ate up bass head. And that's the thing, you know. Both Mike and I walked away from that saying, you know, like the dude's been out there in the spotlight for a very, very, very long time. And you know, anybody with spotlight on him for that long, you know, somewhere along the line, you're gonna get you know rumors and a bad rap or whatever. He is just legitimately a, a fish head, and I mean, he's always been a guy that like his, you know. His salesmanship, you know, <laughs> yep. he would sell anything. But, I mean, that that's only part of it. Like, he is legit. He's yeah. not fake at all. Yeah. Not that, not even the slightest. That stuff fishes every day. That stuff comes yep. through. You know what I mean? It's like the same It's like the same thing with, with Ike. Like, when people ask us, like, is he really like that? Yes. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Short answer. Yes. He, you know what I mean? Like, whether it's, whether it's a five-boat winter league or... Or uh, the Bassmaster Classic, he reacts the same way. Like, yeah, or or just yeah. going out fun fishing. Yeah, and one breaks him off. Yeah, it's never funny. No, <laughs> <laughs> to him, you know what I mean. It's never like, nope. oh well. Yeah, it's all yeah, right. You know. Oh well, at least I got to see the fish. Nope, you know, never uh -oh. that. Never. Nope, got to got to be caught, got to be executed on. But no, I I I, I appreciate your sentiment about rolling. Uh, he, Brian, you got your story ready to go? What was your twenty-one? He, Brian, Brian rolled it out with the with the Roland Martin story. Uh, ah, that was that was that was it, right, B? Yeah. I think I think what we're waiting for, Pete, is your story. Okay. Yep. Uh, you you got it. Like, uh, 
I had, um, there's a lot, it was a big year for me. I fished a lot, but I tell you what, the funnest part, uh, for me this year was who I traveled with and I got back to, it just had a blast. Uh, Mike and I roomed together for the first time in a long time. We had fished, you know, we used to fish, uh, travel together for geez, a decade or more. And, um, and you know, I did FLW, he stayed with bass and we rotated around, but we got back together for the opens and, and that was awesome. Our buddy McGraw, who was on the Ike Live show this weekend was with us. Um, a, a new friend, Tim McGlenn, who I met through the BFLs, uh, was with us and Brooks Parker. Uh, and I also, also had the B-Lat and Rob Jordan, uh, re room together up at Lake Champlain. So I got to really hang out and room with some guys and, and, uh, fish with some guys that, uh, really enjoy being around. And, and to me, man, that's, that's as important as anything. Uh, when you're out, you know, taking on these tournaments is, is just, um, enjoying the people that you're around the competition, the fishing is awesome. And if you can, if you can room and enjoy that experience with some of your friends, man, it just, it makes it that much better. And, uh, just wanted to give a shout out to those guys. Well, we're going to, we're going to roll out or at the end of the show, we're going to roll out to this clip, but my fish catch of the year, here it is right here. I even got a plaque. For it, for it. it was a uh, BFL. It was, uh, it was the Lunker at Lake Champlain this year. And I was flipping, I was flipping a, a Senko, a half ounce, uh, flipping weight. And I was flipping in a, a heavy tree with full of leaves. It was just, it was crazy heavy cover. Like, um, it, it was a fresh ball, maybe within the recent month or so. And the fish were just drawn to it. And, I had, I had been catching them on the outside edge, but they weren't relating that. They had moved inside to the very, very thickest part of the tree. And this clip that, that we're going to show is, is me discovering it, really, because I had not, I'd been catching them on the edge, and I decided I, I got to go inside because they're not on the outside. Maybe they moved in. And as I make a, a pitch, I, you know, boom, you get that distinctive strike. And I had like a, I, I, I was watching the video, Riz, and I had a measured hook set. Like I didn't want to crack them too hard because I knew that my line was over all kinds of crap. And uh, so I, I kind of had a power sweep hook set into them and hung up, hung them up immediately. And I don't know, you guys been down this road. It's like the fish is pulling down a little bit and I'm pulling them back and I'm, I mean, I lose this every single time that fish doesn't come in. I lose them every time. And, but you know, I'm wrestling. I can feel them. I can, and, and I'm pulling the bass cat in, I'm using the trolling motor, grabbing branches. I'm pulling myself in the whole boat is now inside the tree. And I've got the net and I'm trying to use the net to move the branches out of the way down deep. I've got my hand on the line and, and I now, you know, it's five minutes go by and I'm thinking there is no way in the world that this fish is ever going to come in the boat. And the long, it's like kind of a rule that the longer you have a fish on, the less likely uh, you're ever going to get that fish back in the boat. And uh, so uh, at, my partner was helping me and eventually all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, up comes this white belly and it was a five pound 
seven ounce bass uh and it won the lunker for the tournament it was my best fish catch of the year most memorable by far and uh it was a real blast shout out i want to shout out to my partner give him big thanks for uh for helping me out uh riz riz you know my partner right you you fish with him before yeah so uh i i do know timmy uh timmy nichols he's local guy to, to our area he uh he runs with the uh, with the Br- the Blitz crew, uh, if you will. Um, that's oh. the uh, the likes of um, uh, Jay Berger, uh, Vinny Pastizi, and uh, Timmy Nichols, and Trent Cole uh, heads up the whole operation. Those guys are good guys. I got to uh, spend some time uh, with them as well uh, this year. They they stayed with us down on the flats a couple of times, and uh, it's uh, like you said, Pete. Great, great running with a crew of guys that you know you you know, and you guys all talk, and you're all ate up with fishing. So, um, yeah. yeah, Timmy, he's, it, a, he's it a great co-anchor. Makes he's it done well. It makes it better. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Timmy, for helping me out with that one, man. That was a that was a monster, a monster catch, and a lot of fun. And uh, got to fish Champlain a bunch of times this year, and finally got the monkey off my back on Oneida. Uh, mm. You know, so it was. Uh, it was overall a good year and uh, had a blast doing it. Uh, Riz, what what are we we gonna do? Some giveaways now. What's what's your plans right now? So we got we got a uh, trivia question. It's a little obscure, but we're gonna give it a shot. And if that doesn't work, we'll come up with a backup or flip a coin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> First person to guess heads or tails. No. Um, <laughs> heads. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Guys, Brian's going to read the question here. It's a Ken Duke trivia. Uh, he'll read the question. I have the answer, um, and that's going to be for our grand prize tonight, which is uh, 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 some Tackle Warehouse gift cards. That's two $25 gift cards to uh, our good folks over there at TW and a TH Marine uh, prize back in there as well. So uh, we're giving you the tackle and the gear to keep your boat straight. Um, and this, this trivia question comes from none other than the brain of Ken Duke. So – you know it's going to be juicy. Um, yes, here we'll we go. It's a tricky one, though, but I, I got faith in our guys. I do. I, it it seems to be, uh, you know, we can never really stump them. So, let's see how they do. I'll be impressed. This month's this. episode of Bassmaster Magazine was 74 pages. When was the last year, what was the last year that it was 74 pages or less? Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, guys. I'm gonna go get a drink, right? Yeah, because normally it's 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 much bigger than that, right? The publication. A lot of things are switching I, to digital I, right now. I gotta guess this has got to be somewhere near the early years, right? Yeah, it's got to be in the beginning turn of the century. I mean, I the, think you might have been white. on the cover of this one, Pete, when you were when you were crossing the the Atlantic, hunched hunched over, dragging that club behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The leopard, I was, leopard. Uh, I was fishing. Fishing. Uh, the winning pattern was a cream worm with the little spinners on it. That was, that was long. That was way back then. But it, it's got to be back then because then, you know, the magazine with all the ads, it got beefed up and 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 stayed that way forever. Oh, I'm but telling you, it's guys. not gonna. It's not gonna take that long. They just gotta guess years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I need your eyes on this with me too, but I, I, I'm I'm trying to follow it as close as possible here, but uh they're they're rolling in fast. <laughs> Guys are really just cranking out numbers here. It looks like a New York stock exchange on the message board right now. Numbers are just flying all over the place. Hey, uh 
hey, Gray, I want to add G- Ginger Beard Man uh, has this question, which I thought was a good one, uh, about the fine line of promoting your sponsor's products and wanting to keep secrets. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when, when you've got, like, uh, a bait or tool like Aquaview, you know, where, uh, how long do you... How do you manage that? Do you, you know, what is your strategy for, uh, cause we're, we're fishermen. We like to keep secrets. What, what do you did, do? What did you not tell us tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that's what we're asking. Craig. Oh, we're going to hold you upside down and shake the answers out. Yeah, no, that is, it is a tough line, but there's so much information out there at this point. It could be from me. It could be from, Oh, uh, Mike, it could be from anybody that. Oh, we got a winner. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, there's maybe like little things you might do that you think it could just be a confidence thing in your head that you think helps you get those extra bites. And maybe you don't share all the information. Maybe it's like you're showing your black TRD here and your, how you rig it. Maybe you just how Pete was saying he was losing only a couple of fish there. Maybe I just take this and just take a pair of pliers and just open that hook up just a tiny bit, just so you get a little more hook gap in there. And maybe that's something I keep to myself. I, I, there's this little things that I think for the most part, we're pretty honest at this point. I don't think it with bass live and all of that. It's hard to keep anything. like really tight lipped. I yeah. think. I, I I agree, and we talked we talked about this uh, on the live show just Saturday. Mike was commenting about the the cameras are are, are eliminating the the keeping of secrets or really reducing it, you know, down to next to nothing because you know everything's visible, everything's seen, and you know I I just oh I've always tried to be straight and honest, and uh, I always felt like that was the the best way because the you know the sponsors and the consumer can see through it if you're if you're not and uh so i i try to shoot right at it but the thing is it's hard to duplicate like you can even give away some of your best juice like mike mike is a classic one because he's given a seminar about how to snatch that crankbait out of the grass dude that's hard to do i've oh, tried yeah. so often to do it the way he does it yeah that nobody and, can do uh, it and i can't trigger the strikes the way he does nah. with that technique you it's know possible just, yeah, it's an so impossible it's, uh, technique that he's trying to teach people. That there that's is not, that's no, that's impossible. that that is no, hold on, that is giving them that that's that's like you know freaking throwing out some bad you know what I mean like yeah you try that you can't nobody else can do that yeah so throw the it out there of, throw everybody off they're all going out there trying the beauty to do of something. it is like if you just tell people if you tell somebody exactly how you're catching them. Half the time, they just don't believe you anyway. Yeah. People ask what you're doing and stuff, but it's like in their own mind, they don't they don't freaking believe you anyway. So yeah. it's like, you know. But but Mike uses a really soft short. crankbait rod. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's and a lot of it's about that. And that's tough to snap grass off. Mm-hmm. But it's frustrating. But, it's, I mean, he's, he's just got that fast twitch muscle, muscle action. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen yeah. him break noses before people even knew there was a fight happening. So <laughs> it's just... Goes like that. Yep. It's, it's quick fuse. Maybe so I'll we, tell that story. Back to you, Richard. We had a we had a winner, uh, and guys, uh, the 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 answers were flying through here like there's the message board is nothing but numbers at this point. Uh, so <laughs> Matt G got the answer correct with the right answer of 1971. 
<clears throat> was the last time that Bassmaster had only 74 pages in an issue wow. of Bassmaster Magazine. 1971. Congratulations, Matt G. Nicely Golf done. pro from the state wow. of Pennsylvania. Matt Gowdy. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I want to congratulate Bassmaster 2K2 for guessing my birth year of 800 BC. Does <laughs> <laughs> that stand for before Senko? Yeah. Strong guess. <laughs> but uh, no, that was, that, was, uh, that was awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Duke, uh, for once again an amazing trivia question. We appreciate you so much. Um, what, what do we have left on the agenda? Is there anything I'm missing? Richard, just Brian. a uh, just a Facebook like and share that wow. we're going to okay. uh, send out the door here. Uh, our man Gray Buck was awesome enough to bring in some of his sponsor products. We got some uh, Z-Man, some Owner, some Seaguar, Bill Lewis rattle traps. Um, so that's going to be going out the door. And the winner of that Facebook like and share tonight is Vui Jose. Congratulations. Vui Jose, um, please forgive me if I'm pronouncing your first name wrong, but you are I spell the it. V-U-I. Vui. Vui. Maybe Vui. Vui Jose. Vui Jose. Anyway. I think it's I think it's pronounced Eods. Eods. Okay. <laughs> it could be. But congrats. You won tonight's Bash University Facebook. Congrats. Yeah. Ken just sent me another phenomenal trivia question, but I'm saving that one, dude. Good stuff. <laughs> That's a good one. And uh, and Pete, closing thoughts on your craziest fish catch of the year. How did you get it done? Because we're about to roll out to this. This is going to be the the closing the closing uh, video for tonight's show. How did you manage to get that freaking thing out of that tree? What w- what was your secret, man? Because it, it really is like wizardry. Uh well, it's just it being patient. I think was the only really um thing that was widget well the the gear was key right i had a 20 pound gamma fluoro and um you know i just sunk the hook set in and just held on and a lot of times you can do that you can let the fish you know you help them but you they they really got to swim their way out of it when they're in that deep and never give up on it like I was so close to giving up. I mean, I don't know how many, what was that? Five minutes, 10 minutes, Riz? I don't know how long I had that fish on. Um, but it was, it usually, the longer you have it on, the the, the lower the chance of you yeah. getting it in. So, uh, you know, just being patient, getting a little help from Tim and, uh, you know, getting a little luck, man. I mean, most often you're going to get, it's going to go the other way on that one. But, uh, but I tell you what, that net, was helpful i grabbed the net and started trying to move branches out of the way and uh it either spooked the fish or moved branches enough that it got them out got them where we could get them so uh yeah what a blast fun usually ends badly so that one was amazing amazing fish catch so we're gonna roll out to that guys i want to remind you pete yeah throw it throw it around before you uh close out and then i'll play the video so go ahead i got something okay I just want to remind everybody, we're going to be live this weekend via Zoom. Get your tickets at thebassuniversity.com. Go over there and uh, get yourself yourself signed up for tickets. Amazing lineup, greatest anglers in the world, some really amazing content. You get front row, get your uh, questions asked. Ask them yourself via Zoom. Come on out, have fun, hang out with us this weekend. And uh, we're going to be next weekend 
live as well. You can see all the speakers and all the topics over there at thebashuniversity.com. And, uh, and get yourself subscribed over at bashu.tv. All the seminars that we film are released. Uh, we release seminars every single week throughout the entire year uh, from some really, really talented anglers teaching about what they're really good at. So, so check that out. And uh, I'm, I'm going to throw it around the room, B. I'm throwing it to you. What's next? Just next week, Hank Cherry. Next Tuesday night. Excellent. Yes. Mm. Confirmation. <laughs> 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 Hold on a second. Alex. <laughs> Alex is excited for this show. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? And I mean, I'm contractually obligated to say mm-hmm at least three times on the show. I was one short, so uh, yes. had to sneak it in there for us before we ended. You didn't sneak yes. nothing, bro. He, <laughs> that was the money shot. You inserted that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Love it. Oh. I, I, I knew we were on that. We were trying to get Hank. I'm super excited that he's going to be with us next week. All right. Good deal. See you guys next yeah. week. Pete, here's your hey, video. Great. Thank you so much. Riz, Alex, thank you guys. Appreciate thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Great Seven o'clock. Yep. Thanks for having Bash me. Live. Night, everybody.
<laughs> I knew it's so big. Oh. Dude, we got him. Dude, we got him. That was. Holy crap. I knew that was patience and freaking. Dude, that's a five, right? Yeah, that's a five all day. Come on! Come on! 